indeed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm amped. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank You're you. a legend. Dude, I listened to one of our shows like a while back when we came out with the look, dude. You, you, I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. It's still so hot, dude. It's like <laughs> butt cheeks are straight up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> you got to turn but, that sample down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that needs to be loud and proud. All right. Just like the dude with the butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. <laughs> I listened back to that episode. It's so funny, dude. We just we just launched the episode with such randomness. I'm just hitting drops like they're out of style. You can't tell which is my voice and which is the drop voice. It's awesome. I man. love it. It's awesome. This whole sucks. Exactly. Uh mm, that coffee's good uh yeah welcome back welcome back everyone welcome back funky phil yeah you know we're back we took a little bit of time off man we a did a bit of time off um and you know it, it i want to say it's for good reason but it was just because we just wanted to take time off you know well we also <laughs> you know sometimes we take turns getting sick yeah that's true it is yeah. the the winter and all yeah or now it's but, spring um, sorry now it's spring it's spring it's daylight savings but it's still rainy and cold outside um, did you enjoy your bike ride this morning i didn't go on a bike ride today <laughs> um i didn't um i, know, I was kidding <laughs> i'm i'm having a hard time like getting on bike rides i did go on one or two last week maybe two last week and um and then i had the itch so i started riding in my house oh wait, i i that Most little that. video you made made me laugh yeah Corey made a little video of himself riding his bike in his house. It's, yeah. It's a good romp. <laughs> I'm trying to bring back the randomness on Instagram. By the way, back on Instagram. Yes, yes. I know. I know. I know. I'm, uh, I'm doing it on my terms, though, people. My terms. I post. I'll check if you like it or not. But if you don't, no skin off my back. Yeah. Just have fun <laughs> looking at it. And if you don't like it, beat it you know thank you yeah my terms my terms so i'm uh i'm not trying to make it on instagram i do have a, f a theory though i just gotta make some money so um we gotta get in the show we do have to get in the show phil but i just want to hit this really quick okay <laughs> Even care if they're listening they trying to hear that right now they probably are listening they obviously are listening uh i just got to talk about minor real quick i want to talk about minor a little bit more uh once we get into the show okay um but you know like like i applied i was just telling you before the show before the show like i just got new tour dates today yeah i'm gonna be gone a lot over the summer um but you know, it's all good. It's all fun. I need the money, bro. I need the money. But I'm going to be touring like a crazy man. A lot of sold out shows, a ton of festivals. I'm back on the freaking social media and stuff. I'm doing my thing. You know, I don't I don't have many followers. But, you know, I have more than some. 
and fewer than some. So that's the way I look at it. And I don't care. All right. That's the important but, part. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm using minor symbols now on like pretty much everything. I, I actually, you know, I paid for them. I love them. They're what I want. They're what I choose. Um, you guys know the story. I reached out to Minel for a little bit of help. See about like tour support. Like, hey, if I crack a symbol, can I get a replacement? There's a few others that I could use on tour. Like, I don't need much, just a few things. Can I be part of the Minel family? Because I feel like I'm a good fit. You know, and I have a lot of platforms more than the usual guys to talk about your products, whether it's with my students, whether it's on this janky podcast, whether it's on tour in front of thousands of people, whether it's in, at a wedding, whether it's on my social media. I sent an email. The story goes that these guys, just like every other symbol company out there, don't have time for freaking Corey Kingston or the drum brigade. So they can't even can't even the my beef is they can't even just send an email back and be like yo we don't like you yeah like just say that just do that just say hey man email here hey man thanks for your you know thanks but thanks no for your thanks. inquiry but at this time we're not taking on any new artists yeah siri's talking now siri's talking to me siri's trying to like jump in on this um <laughs> Also, by the way, why does Siri just come in at the randomest times? I don't know. Yeah. Irritating. I, I know exactly what you mean, though. <laughs> okay. So I have this theory like this. This I want to try this. Um, I want to try this out. So I want to just like buy. I want to see if this works. And I, I think that you guys should try this, too. I want to just buy. Like, I just want to see what happens if I buy like 50,000 followers. 50,000. Yeah. Okay. Just throw like whatever that costs, you know, and just buy $50,000 and then reapply. Be like, hey, my name is Corey. I applied about a year ago and I'm just reapplying. Here's filling out my thing. Oh, by the way, my followers went up to 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> See if I get an email back and then be like, the joke's on you, son. Because I paid for those followers just like every other drummer on your roster does. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it isn't about playing drums, is it? It's really not. Because I'm playing drums professionally on every level that is required to be a professional drummer. So it has nothing to do with that. So if I have a number that you like, will that make a difference? And, I, and also, like... Endorsement wise, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, I'm still going to be paying for those symbols. So they ain't giving me anything for free. That's why I don't care about talking about it on my show. Yeah. But um, I'm still going to use them either way because I like them. They sound good. And like, I don't need to be a part of your like stupid world based on the wrong thing. I would like to, but I'm just saying like, the, 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 the fact isn't that like, I don't like the company or like, like that would be Zildjian. Like, I don't like Zildjian. I think Zildjian, I like, I, I've used their symbols forever. You guys know, you guys know what I've talked about this endlessly on the show. I still have my symbols, my Zildjian symbols. Um, and I think that they, some of their stuff is great. It's not for me though, but as a company, I don't think they're right for me. I don't like them. So what is wrong with you, Zildjian? Yeah. 
Zildjian. That's what's wrong with Zildjian. Okay, so, but as far as Minel goes, like, I don't really know anybody at Minel. I just know that, like, I really like their stuff. I like the way they sound. I feel like that's more of a fit for me. I feel like the other drum drummers that play on their roster are comparable to me. Like, we are kind of going for the same stuff. And um, I'm just disappointed that, like, dude, you can't, like, you don't see value in me, like, at all. Mm. I feel rejected by my own community, which shouldn't be how we feel. So you should just play what you want. And, um, but my, what do you call it? Like when you have like a, when scientists, like it's not a hypothesis, but it's like a experiment. My experiment is I want to just see what would happen if all these drum companies just come out of the woodwork. If you have a hundred thousand or 50,000 followers, then all of a sudden you're relevant. Mm. Yeah. I, and I'm, I don't, I honestly don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that the drum industry is smart enough to know. Like no one in the drum industry is smart. Like I'm not talking about drummers. I'm talking about the guys who make the products that we use. None of them are smart. They're not smart business guys. They're just, they're a bunch of dumbos. Bunch of dumbos. Take that drum industry. So like if I just bought 50,000 followers and I'm just like, yeah, here we are. I'm dude, I'm totally relevant now in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Will that work? I don't know. Well, we might see. I'm I'll curious. Keep you guys updated. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> I like it. Um, How much does right, that gonna, even cost? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've, I've never really done it. I think I did it. I think I did it for uh, on Drum Brigade one time. I think I, I tried to buy like 5,000 followers or something, and it was like, it was like 60 bucks or something. And, it was nonsense though. It was like, because the one I signed up for, uh, they make you, they also use you. Like they put you in a pool where now you're being, your account is used as one of the accounts that they like flood somebody else's account with. Oh, so they take all the people that sign up to pay for more followers and they make okay? them follow each other and they put them in a pool <laughs> and then they make them follow each other. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> So suddenly I was like, like following like Jin something from like Indonesia's like real estate company. Oh my I'm like, gosh. who is this guy? And then like, I'm like, I didn't follow him. So I had to go through all of my like followers list and like delete all the people that I didn't want to follow. Like me. And then, yeah, it's starting with you. <laughs> starting with and, um <laughs> No, I, I mean, I'm joking, but like there is some truth to that. Like, I just wonder... Like if, if these drum companies don't think that many of these guys are doing that, like then you guys really just really don't know what's going on because not only can this guy not play, but you're basing it on like, he doesn't do anything as a, as a professional drummer. Like he doesn't do anything. He's like, he's just beating the algorithm. He's just like paying for something like, you know, he has a job doing writing code for somebody or something and then he like plays a gig on the weekend uses all that money to like put into instead of buying a symbol he puts it into like followers you know and then yeah i I just because i I mean dude there's just no way to there's just no way there's just no way there's some of these guys do it like i don't want to get on that soapbox again yeah i'm i'm on a positive tip i'm just saying if you think that uh, that these companies and these 
these guys, like these drummers, aren't paying for followers, you got another thing coming, my friends. All right, all right, all right. Come on, I ain't let's get to, to it. So. Right all right, enough of this negativity. All right, how have you been? Um, it's been like a month. Well, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Just give me a second, though, Phil. I just want to talk about this for a second. Okay. Minel. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade is, uh, this is, I don't know what episode this is. We have been gone for a while. I think me and one, Funky Phil. 141, maybe? 141. Yeah. This is like episode some 41. Um, uh, Drum Brigade is a community and it's like a place for drummers and like dope people to hang out and be like dope together. So um, if you support like dopeness, then, you know, this is a place for you. Um, we believe in camaraderie over competition. We believe in acceptance and belonging. We feel like you should never feel inferior doing what you love for us. That is drumming. Um, and so we support that. We support each other. And um, yeah, we think it's great. Um, we know that we like, I understand there's room for other dudes out there that are just like into competitive drumming and into, you know, chopping each other down and stuff like that. But that's just not what we're about. Yeah. So like, you know, there's a place in our community for you too. It's just not what I'm about. You know, I like supporting each other and being positive. And I've realized that drumming is a really positive, beautiful thing for me. And, um, I don't want to ever be made to feel like I shouldn't be playing drums or I'm not good enough to be playing drums, even though that's how our industry will make you feel. Mm -hmm. Drum brigade, that's not us. Um, so yeah. And then um, just a couple other things. Um, uh, our buddy John at Revolution is still kicking, man. He's doing, he's doing really good. Um, he's, you know, uh, he's just, he's still making strides, but there are a lot of hospital bills and um all that stuff. So just to, for you guys that don't know, um, John is fighting cancer from revolution and, um, we've done a lot together. We, uh, he helped start chops and coffee. He has a, a bunch of, uh, awesome products and the chopping block is like one of the best practice pads I use. Um, it is the best practice pad I use, but, um, he has a bunch of other different products. He helped, he licensed and designed, um, ahead armor cases and all that stuff. So, John's a good guy. He's helped out our show before. And now it's time for all of you guys to help out John. So please go to his Patreon, or I think it's a GoFundMe, and it just helps him with his hospital bills and all of that um, treatment and stuff to fight cancer. He's doing good, though, man. He's like, he's coming out um, ahead and he's, he's making strides forward. So um, it's not easy to beat stage four cancer, man but he is doing it. So, um, it's really great. Uh, so support John, um, at revolution drum. If you want information on that, just email me, um, Corey at drumbrigade.com K O R E Y. And then, um, I just want to mention F note drums. We use F note drums on, um, with the drum brigade for all my lessons in person or online video lessons, all of that stuff. Um, F note supports drum brigade. And so we support F note. Um, great electronic drums and uh they definitely work really well for us so i just want to mention those guys all right phil now let's get into it man you guys are happy we're back huh yeah all right uh all right 
funky feel. How are you doing, man? It I'm, has been a month. It has been a month. Gosh, I'm good. I missed you. Yeah, man, me too. You know, there's just some days where it's just like, it's not that we don't want to do the show. It's just that like, it's just not the day for it. Like yeah. Either you're sick. For me, it's like, man, I just, I can't do it today. I'm just not feeling, feeling right. Then I just come on the show and get on a rant about Minel, even though I love Minel. You know, it's like it's weird sometimes. It's weird this this way the way that this this works. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to, man? Oh man, I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> the same old stuff, you know, just playing gigs and teaching and doing audio stuff. I got uh I'm trying to remember. I'm looking through my calendar, trying to remember all the <laughs> things. We did the 27 Club show. I can't remember if we talked about that, but it was fun. That's, nice. one, that's one of the shows. That's that's that thing where they we do like a a bunch of performances by uh, different artists that died when oh, they were 27. Yeah. Oh, the you know, 27 like, Club. Yeah, yeah, like um, Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Amy Winehouse, Amy Kurt Cobain. Winehouse. Yeah. It's a it's a wide variety and it was a lot of fun. Then went nice. well. Um, Felix is nine, my son. Wow, yeah. big kid. Yeah. You're a legend. Got him a bow and arrow. <laughs> you guys get your kids the randomest things, dude. <laughs> he loves it. He's just oh, he's like he's I don't know. He got super into playing Zelda, and okay. uh, you know Link uses a bow and arrow a lot, and <laughs> so he's he's all all super into bow and arrow and swords and stuff. So we got him a, a real bow and arrow and he's, he's pumped on that. Okay. Uh, like native American one or like one that is like that you'd use in the Olympics. Does it have to be one of those two options? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like the ones in the Olympics are like legit dude. It's like, they have like pulleys and then it like it yeah. clicks into place and then you just like wait and then you pull the trigger and that that goes well there's but then no like trigger. the native american it's ones still are a bow it's not a crossbow it's a it it's it, it's a compound bow so it has like pulleys and stuff okay so it's legit that's an yeah. olympic kind of style one yeah it's but it's it's not like you know it's it's a it's one made for kids so it's not okay super serious but you it's gotta get arm muscles to pull that thing back. Yeah, he's doing fine. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he goes he does swim uh team, so he, he's getting a lot of exercise every week. But besides that, what else? Just nine. I, I played uh oh, I got some new symbols, I got some new speakers. Oh. What? Yeah. This dude's loaded over here, man. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no. This is this stuff I saved up for like for a really long time. But um, I'm pumped. I got new monitors for mixing and mastering work, and wow. uh, I love them. They're Genelix, and they sound phenomenal. Wow! <laughs> like, I but, saw, I saw that you got a new ride symbol too. I got a new ride symbol. Nice one. And an, a single hi hat symbol. What really <laughs> to pair with like your current hi hat symbol? Yeah, it's just the same. Uh, it's a fifteen. I just wanted to have another option that I could throw in the mix, use as a top or bottom, depending on nice. what I'm up to. And it's cool. But I Options got, are great. I got a 21-inch ride that's kind of like, um, it's a T-Symbol Symbol Maker series. So it's kind of like a K. If you're okay. if we're talking about like general things, it's 
a good medium weight, like more, it has a little more projection and articulation. You That's know, dope. it's a little louder than, than my jazzy stuff. So it'll, it'll fit certain situations where I need that kind of, yeah, kind of action out of my ride. And what I did some jazz gigs. I played with, oh, oh yeah. I was going to tell you about this one gig where I got that. I got, they had one of those fancy coffee machines in the green room that you've oh, got. Oh yeah. And An I, espresso. I had a lovely espresso. It was this really nice performing arts center in La Jolla. The, um, what is it? Conrad or something like that. Really nice room. Huge, just gorgeous room. And, uh, fantastic piano on stage like a grand piano and uh it's a beautiful place i was super excited we we're only playing 45 minutes you know nice house kit very nice and uh it was terrible <laughs> oh no <laughs> what <laughs> i shouldn't say terrible we still had fun but it was just like a nightmare situation on my end um, oh no! Because they we did, we barely had. First off, we only had we had less than fifteen minutes to get set up. Of course, no sound check, and uh, the stage was set up a little weird because there was like some high school groups that were performing in there before us, and the one right before us was a left-handed drummer. Oh God! So the bass rig was on the right side of the drum kit. So I'll try to paint a picture. So the drums were kind of center stage, but pretty far back. There is a bass rig. Um, if you're sitting at the drum set, the bass rig was like 10 feet away. Oh, great. To my right and in front of me. The, <laughs> the grand piano was probably like 15 feet away and angled so that it the, it was open Jeez, it was open you know the where you can open the top of the grand so it projects out but uh -huh. it was facing the opening was facing more towards the room where the people were sitting right and then um Whitney was like directly in front of me by like 15 feet or whatever how big is singing. the stage dude is <laughs> he playing an arena no it's it's like a it's a high, a very high, like it's a high level like theater like uh Jeez, 15 feet yeah, they do like really big events in there. It was like a, it was a huge stage. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the piano was really far away from me, and uh, it was Ed Ed Kornhauser, phenomenal yeah, nice. pianist, you know, and, and Jody oh. on bass and Whitney. And it was just a quartet, but um, <laughs> and it, I had a stage wedge, but I I didn't find out until we started playing because we didn't get a sound check. I didn't find out until we started playing that the only thing coming through my monitor was the vocal mic. Of course. That's it. So I, awesome. could, I couldn't hear the I couldn't hear the upright bass. I couldn't hear the piano. Unbelievable. All I could hear was vocals. And you know, like I mean, especially in jazz, but in a lot of in a lot of a lot of the times the vocalist is, you know, in having emotional inflections and and playing with the timing stuff right so you can't really rely on a vocal just the vocal for your own sense of timing with the rest of the band right you kind of need to hear the bass and the piano <laughs> jeez dude so, so and the monitor guy's probably like another 15 20 feet away yeah there's no there's no mics in the piano oh my gosh the bass the bass was not running through the, the wedge at all 
It was literally just vocals going. That was the only thing they could send me. I didn't find out until like two or three songs. What kind of dumb janky sound guy is this? So they had that. I mean, it. It's the room set up to be beautiful and and sound fantastic for acoustic performance. You know. Were you using in ears? No. You're just using the wedge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I would have been like, just take everything out of the wedge, just, or I would have just unplugged it. Well, I mean, I've if, done that before. It, it it was like one of those, and then so I was playing. I had to. I was trying to play super quiet so I could hear the bass and the piano, but then the issue there is then they can't hear me enough. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It was just like this. Like it sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean, we got through it. It was okay. It it just I was really looking forward to playing this event, and it just didn't. It would just the whole performance for me felt very tentative. And yeah. it lacked confidence because I couldn't hear what I needed to hear the whole time. Yeah, I, mean, I have the exact it, same thing. Got through the same it, story. But it was like if if we just had a little more time for setup, I, we would have immediately realized this and shifted the instruments. Like I don't know, brought the piano really close to the drums, maybe moved yeah. the bass to the other side of the drums, and had us all a little more compact so we could hear each other well. But it was like kind of spread out. And the drums are behind everything, so I just couldn't hear everything so I needed to. You guys didn't even get a line check. Um, no. Well, nothing. The only thing that was that was going through the system was the vocal. Oh man! I think they, they checked nightmare. that. Real, they checked that real quick, and then it was like, okay, you guys are on festival style, man. <laughs> I've I've had to do festivals like that where I'm like, I can literally hear nothing. I'm going off of like memorization. And the drums, you know? the drums were like, dude, the. Uh, they're really good drums. There was like those like high end Yamaha. I forget what they're called, but those like Nouveau lugs or whatever, the ones that like detach, but they're the metal ones, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Really good drums, but they were tuned so bad. It was like, unpl- like the toms were unplayable. I had to <laughs> like the, <laughs> and I, I'm, you know, I'm usually pretty, I'm not that like, I don't need, I don't need them to be perfect or whatever, but. I mean, they were like the the bottoms of the of the of each of the toms were tabletop cranked. Like, oh my gosh! Really? Like marching snare tight on the bottom, <laughs> and then the top heads were floppy and loose. Oh gosh! So what the heck? If you can imagine how that sounds, it's absolutely dreadful. It just what sounded a like a buzzy, floppy mess. That's not a good pitch and there's yeah. no, no resonant. It was just like this like choked floppy garbage sound out of both the toms. So basically while we're setting up, I just had to, I just retuned the bottom heads as quick as I could and retuned the tops and then it was time to play. And then- <laughs> Jeez, man. That sounds like every nightmare I have where like nothing's set up right. I can't yeah. hear. I have like, you know, baguettes instead of, instead of drumsticks. I'm like, you know, like, and we were <laughs> playing one of, one of, the songs we were doing was one of Ed's tunes that was an original. So we're just doing that as a trio, just me, uh, yeah. Ed, and Jody. And and it was in five. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, of course. Great. It was a wonderful song. I was really excited to play the song, but I just, the whole time I was pretty much like just playing yeah. as quiet as I could so I could hear what was going on and, and uh, trying to get through without sounding completely disjointed, you know? I think my dad sent me a video of you playing with the Fallbrook kid and you were like, Oh, he was, he was wailing. Like it sounded like Mike Stern or something. And then 
you were playing a lot of a lot of symbols and like yeah you guys were going for it yeah we have fun it was intense anyway that was my nightmare jazz gig and then the next week we played a really fun awesome jazz gig where i could hear everything great nice that's quite a lineup with kornhauser and jody that's uh you, you're gonna play some solid jazz with that with wow. those two yeah they're fantastic it was really that's why i was like so bummed about that because i was really looking forward to that and it just Dude, like uh, i had like a similar situation um so it has actually been a while that we've had this show so i actually forgot about this gig but you just reminded me that um i played the fontana jazz festival the jazz in fontana jazz festival is in heavy quotations phil heavy quotations <laughs> hardly it, it should be the fontana hardly jazz festival but smooth jazz oh <laughs> that would probably be the most accurate thing that anyone's ever said ever okay it should be like the fontana like r&b festival okay whatever um I, I this isn't really a soapbox because i was stoked to do it and like the band was good but the situation was like come on guys i'm trying to have a good attitude but come on we got paid well and i was playing with Darrell anthony and Darrell nice. is one of the most amazing singers and at least in san diego yeah he's he great. was on the voice i thought he was gonna win the voice he didn't he didn't win but he was he's yeah he's great um and this is right when this storm in california has like started taking so everything was like it was snowing everywhere i went so i went to fontana there's snow on the ground in fontana <laughs> it's freezing cold so we show up early like hey we got to be there at one o'clock for sound check we don't play till four and it's supposed to be a festival so they move first of all who has a festival in the middle of winter that's not a festival dude you're gonna have an outdoor festival in the middle of winter so we we show up it's in a venue now it's like in a little theater and it's it's like it has the like flavorings of like talent show it's a it's it's good it's it's put together better it's like a step above talent show though because mm. like during the day it's like there's like random vendors that are like selling like wedding dresses and like photography like there's just like random stuff like that it's like it's really 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 thrown together we show up at like sound check at one we're all prepared right we just drove from san diego we're like, hey, we're playing some songs to tracks, so we need to run in-ears. Like, Darrell met with the sound guy on via Zoom or whatever, like, weeks in advance. Hey, Corey has this drum throne that needs to plug in for a sub. You can either give him a line or he can just run it through. You know, all of this stuff, right? We situate all of that stuff. We're also running in-ears. We need to make sure that we can hear our tracks. We also need to play the tracks, you know, to the audience. So it's everything is clear. We show up at one o'clock. We're like setting up. It's a DW kit. It's a six piece. I haven't played a six piece in like years. Whoa. So that's already like, oh boy. Like I feel like overwhelmed with that's that, but toms. it's fine. It's a lot of toms. Yeah. But two symbols. And like, so we're just, you know, like we know, I, I mean, I know the drill. Like I just show up, I start setting up stuff. And the sound guy is definitely grumpy sound man. 
Sweet. Definitely. Definitely. He's a younger guy, but he cannot be bothered. And so I'm like, hey, man, I don't need this wedge. I just need, uh, I'm just going to run my inner. So you can just run this line that you're running to this wedge. You can run to this little box right here that I brought. I'm not relying on you guys to power or run my in-ears. I'll rely on myself. I just need to run it into here. Also, I need to know what you guys want to do with about this. I know our singer talked to you about it, but I have this butt kicker, quote unquote. I need either a sub mix to this, or I need to just run a through line to this, to the kick drum. Now we can't do that. And I'm like, no, we're going to do that. Or I'm just going to plug it in. But like, like, we're not going to just like not do that. Well, you need a sub mix. We don't have a sub. And I'm like, I know you don't have a sub. That's why I brought my $1,500 throne so that I don't have to run a sub. Cause I know you guys wouldn't have had one. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, you need a submix. Okay. So this fool runs a line from the sub that's at the front of the stage to my throne amp. No. I'm like, what is that? So I'm like telling the sound man, hey, I need more sub. I need more sub. The sound man is like, we don't have a sub. And I'm like, dude. Oh, my God. We we ran a sub mix to my throne i i'm like i have a butt kicker so just can you just run a su- general submix dude just give me kick drum if that's all you give me that's fine just give me kick drum to this he's like like confused like like did you run a submix and the guy's like yeah i ran a line from the sub Ugh. and he's like what are you talking the sound guy's like what oh he's like God. hold on and i go yo dude i go look i'll just run it through from from the kick mic he doesn't know what that is he's like what do you mean i'm like i'll just run a through like even if this amp is off it'll still work just run it through well if we're going to use that all the bands have to use that and i'm like no none of the other bands are using this only i'm using this and i'm like and this is how we need to do it so then he he's like oh okay i'll just run you a submix so then he runs a submix to it the sound guy <laughs> but now it's like i'm like dude after so all then they're, that after all that yeah and so then it's like fine and then like then the the music director is like hey we have ears we need to all run ears because we're running tracks well yeah. if you guys wanted to run ears you you should have got here earlier and you should have let me know it yesterday and Darrell is like we did let you know last week he's like we talked about all this stuff well if you guys want to do that i mean you guys your your sound checks over at 130 so like you have it's 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 128 so you guys have to like get off the stage we're like dude our our sound check doesn't even start till 130. and he's just i'm like we're like we're here early he's like what band are you guys and we're like darrell anthony and then he's just like okay my bad sorry yeah all right well yeah i don't know if you guys are going to be able to run in ears and we're just like dude we i'm like i already am running in ears like and the, 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 so then now it's like, we're trying to figure out who's going to get in ears and who's not like, who needs to hear the tracks and who doesn't. <sighs> and I'm like, dude, this is nonsense. This is like complete BS. Like, come on. They, they end up like, it's just the dude just doesn't want to do work. He just doesn't want to work. He wants to sit at his desk and he's the front of house guy is also doing man- monitors. Oh, so like, he's like, he's like the guy, the type that's like barking at us. Like, 
were like, hey, I can't hear that guitar. And he's like, look, guys, we're just doing a line check right now. Okay. When we get to monitors, just raise your hand if you want that. Like, we've never done a sound check before. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know that? Like, you didn't tell us that. You didn't tell us that we're going to start with a line check. You've just been sitting at the front of front of house telling us what we can't do. You know? And My so, gosh. like, we get through the sound check and all this stuff. And then it's like, I'm like, dude, you guys got to be prepared for him not to save anything. You guys got to be prepared to, like, come up there and have it sound completely different. You guys have to come up, like, you know, we're the only band that showed up for sound check. You know, and then the next, so the opening band goes on, completely rearrange everything. The drums are rearranged. The drums are retuned. The whole, the whole thing. We go up, and it, it was good. It was okay, but it was just like, you know, like we had to have a rehearsal for this. Like we've been shedding all the songs. Like we had a full set. Like you know, and then we get there, and there's like, like a few people there. It's not like. I, you can't do anything about that. And it's not like anyone's fault. It was also like 20 degrees outside and Oof. like, you know, and like, so it just ended up though. There was a lot of like hype on this gig. And then the band went, it went well with the band and like Darrell did awesome. The musicians did awesome. Like everybody did great, but the sound guy, I was like, bro, come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> and like I was so then I was like on a live soapbox like we went to dinner and I'm just like kind of I, I'm like having to stop myself because I'm like getting irritated like, yo, dude, like I'm saying to the guys like, how about you tell us what we're doing? How about you like know what's going on? How about you know, like what band is here? You know, how about you like stop sitting there? You're rushing us, but you're not making any moves. Like if we need to plug in in ears, get off your butt and start plugging in stuff, you know, and like, stop just yelling at us, telling us you guys got to wrap it up. Like you got to wrap it up. Hurry up. Then we're red. <laughs> we're sitting here. We've been here for an hour, you know? And it's like, it's like all, it's just a lot of stuff, dude. It's just like, like, okay, we have a dressing room, but it's a dressing room for all the bands. Like we're not headlining. So it's like, you know, where it's, it's like those kind of things, you know, it's in, yeah, it just it ended up being like a lot of, we're really excited for this. This is going to be like a cool art project thing, you know, or we're getting paid. Well, we're working with some amazing musicians or working with an amazing singer. We did our due diligence to make sure we have the best show possible, but then it's just like circumstances and grumpy sound man are like, nah, bro. And like, I was a little irritated too with the, like the headlining band, like we're, we're, I have to put things into perspective that we're like new Darrell is a new artist. So we're working out stuff. He's like working on his originals. We're coming out, trying to coming out swinging, but we're not a headline band yet. The headline band came out and and they were definitely a, a notch above what we were doing. They were good, but I was just a little irritated at like, like the drummer was, it, it was like a, this chick that was like gospel chop style. And it was like, you know, like they just, they did, the attitude was there. It was like a little bit of show, show offness, mm. you know, and like the singer was like on the first song, like giving her a solo. And like, it was kind of like trying to put it to us. Like, I feel like it was like kind of trying to put it to me, you know? Mm. And um, I didn't have the best gig because it was just like, 
sound wasn't right drums weren't right everything was just off you know and and um so some of the stuff was good but some of it like some like then then we play like the chicken and then they're like solo and it's like this typical blues dun, you know like wipeout style oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like dude this is this isn't what i do man like <laughs> first of all i don't i don't i'm not a great solo art solo guy you know and to do anything cool in a wipeout format is just not going to be cool ever you know and so yeah it, those were my complaints but the gig was all in all good it was a similar situation where we're in this room it's weird it's awkward man and yeah and that's that so i guess it was kind of a soapbox. i ain't trying to hear that nah, right now that sounds rough it's it's so, situations like that that make me want to bring like just bring a little like a microphone i can just set up where i need to hear stuff yeah. and run it to my in-ears and then that's what hear what uh, i need Higuchi. to hear <laughs> that's what kevin Aguchi does one of those yamaha mad things or whatever that you just put on your kick drum and like when you're when your drums aren't mic'd yeah. you can still hear them like they're mic'd and you can hear everybody else in the room because it's just a like a little condenser yeah those are cool um or i mean like put you, to, be able to like like i could put it by the piano yeah and be able to hear well, the piano it's not a bad idea like i mean how hard day, you know how hard is it to just set up like an oversized condenser and like just you know run a cable to a little mixer yeah i mean yeah it's, it's, it's probably it's not that silly, hard though you shouldn't have to do that when you when you play these kind of like these kind of things where it's like dude i don't like i don't know how this lady this this really seemed like an ambitious lady that was like i think i'm gonna throw a jazz festival and then got funding from the city of Fontana where it's like, you know, in the 909, they're not used to having anything like that. And so they're like fully funded it, you know, and then she just like went on Facebook or something and found some artists to play mm -hmm. and, it, it, you know, cause it was free and it was like, and then, you know, got vendors and all that stuff. So it, it was like, I just felt like it was like the city of Escondido's like jazz festival. And even that it has like, there's art programs and stuff out there, but I just feel like it was kind of like that where it was just kind of like, this seems like you don't really know how festivals work. One, yeah. You have an idea, like you probably like, you know, you know that you need a sound man, you need sound equipment, but you didn't really hire a sound company or there wasn't a budget for the real thing. Cause if this was a festival and that was the sound, this is a little tiny janky like parking lot festival <laughs> you know like yeah. and so like you know what i'm saying like i told i told Darrell though in these situations the best thing to do if it's in the budget just pay a sound guy to to run your sound and to run your monitors like get get your own guy that knows your show that you can pay as one of the members of the band you know instead of having like horns like maybe have two horns and get a sound guy you know what i mean instead of three horns or four horns um and i said it's the best thing you can do is have like a front of house and a monitor guy because then you're you're covered and even better is to just have your own sound like have your own monitor set up so if everyone's running in-ears have a guy that runs that from from a separate board you know and he's just like really like you could do that and i'm like dude that's what bands do like we don't we show up to every festival like i mean gogo bordello is like a different level like it's a different different it's, we're not playing like the fontana jazz festival but like any any gig we 
have like our crew is part of the band so like front of house guy monitor guy period like no matter what nobody does our own does sound for us and it's that's why it's consistent every day yeah you know every every band i'm like if i said this is a learning process so when you get to a point where you're like playing and headlining gigs that has to be a must that's as important as having a good drummer or good bass player yeah well it's also i don't know i mean like the shows you guys do are, are at a certain level where like the type of equipment needed for that is all gonna be there and yeah. you know what's gonna be there for the sound person to use you know Mm-hmm. But I could see that being an issue with, you know, depending on where you're playing and what mics are there and what PA and what, what mixers they have, you know? It's yeah. Like, I mean, when I was like in Agrilites, we, 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 we used to always say we'd want to get a sound man, but it just wasn't in the budget. Yeah. And like, so we would end up tipping the sound guy. Like we would just make it part of our budget, like to tip the sound guy, like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. And then they would, then they were like totally on your side. They were stoked, but yeah. like, that's a good like, idea. You gotta. That's always not not always in the budget either. But if you're if you really want professional, you know, it, I mean, you have to be a professional, you know, like. So I'm just saying, when you show up to a festival though, and this guy is already just kind of like in his mind, he's like, this is just a janky, you know, lame thing. And he's like treat he doesn't know what's going on he's treating you like it it trickles down from the top like the person throwing the festival isn't communicating with him and he's doing his best to communicate with the bands but then like every like the first band was all horns and a drummer it's like a second line type of thing Mm -hmm. and then we go on we're like we're running in-ears and we have to run tracks you know and the drummer has some like needy you know amp thing that he needs plugged into a sub even though that was like talked about they said what are your backline requests and i sent up my backline like this is what i this is typically what i would use these are like my musts like i have to have you know my own snare and my own cymbals and i have to run my kick drum thing my my porter and davies throne that's it any drums you have i i request you know masters of maple or or dw even though i don't really care for dw at least i know they're not going to fall apart and i know they're not going to be like a pearl export kit mm-hmm. but like and i know those are easy to get so they had a nice dw kit and all that stuff it's fine it is what it is but just yeah i don't know <laughs> i complain but it's i'm just saying if like if the sound guy is like okay i'm just gonna mix like a random band like a five-piece band and then they have all these needs like what do you want us to do like we are telling you what we need to do our job and that's your job so if somebody if i like get hired on a on a gig and they're like hey we want you to play an spdsx and we want you to load our files then i'm like okay well i have one and i'm gonna do that because that's what you're hiring me for that's my job but i'm not gonna be like well you can't do that dude that's the show that's the show Mm -hmm. you know so like get over yourself (laughs) i wish more places Uh, had those like uh digital personal mixers for the drums like especially the drums you know i mean i get it it a lot of times instrumentation and stage placement changes but usually the drums are in the same spot if if there's like several bands playing you know 
You could have one or, of those yeah. things where you could select, you could do your own ear mix, you know, at least. I just know, <laughs> I just know there's, there's just a lot of janky fools out there, man. We go like above and beyond and we have good equipment and stuff to make the show better, but people just aren't used to that. There's just people out there that are just janky that like, <laughs> they just they don't have good setups they don't have like they don't even want to hear they don't even know they're supposed to hear everything <laughs> you know i got i got hit up for a session that I, for tomorrow and um i guess like i don't know i don't know who the drummer was but i saw the way he set up and i was just like like what like i have to show, show you this picture it's like the dude is set up so awkwardly where it's like there's no way you could even pull off this session you know like there's no way you can pull it off with a drum set that looks like that really oh man he i set want to up see the this. drums at at pacific beat like so weird like a tom randomly over there like everything's angled and super low and like weird and he's just sitting all awkward and like and so it, obviously the dude didn't work out and guess what they have to call me to go in and like play it on play to the click you know what i mean yeah i'm not like saying like trying to dog this guy out like diss this dude but like i'm just saying like dudes just don't think like rationally or reasonably about like their equipment and like tuning the drums and like think about tin roof <laughs> you know like the drums are almost always if if you haven't been there the night before or if i haven't been there the night before i guarantee you right now if you go to tin roof those drums are floppy and dilapidated <laughs> dude and that's what i'm saying every drummer that goes in there is like a bcd level guy that has no idea that you're supposed to like have cymbal felts and like you can actually tune the drums and you can actually set them up so that they are like comfortable for you Mm -hmm. they're just kind of like i guess this is what i'm playing now like even <laughs> though the tom is over there and like the snare is angled weird kick drum's not actually the pedal's not actually attached and the cymbals are like who knows setting up your ride cymbal like on the wing nut that like you you turn like tw tilt it you know it has like no washer or anything Ugh. i've seen it i'm just like you fools are stupid <laughs> <laughs> i gotta oh, remember man. that one <laughs> dude so all right well anyways i like what else is going going on you like you've been playing some gigs and all that stuff and like is that it i don't mean that like that is that so that's it like <laughs> but i just meant i like do you want me to start talking about my month my month away you know i would love to hear about your month away oh wow well all right let's do it Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style 
and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. All right, well, my month has been a little weird, Phil. Yeah. Good and good. Not like bad. It was like, it wasn't going well. Like, I just, like, work has been really, really slow. Like, really, really, really slow for me. Like, January, February, and March. It's starting to pick up in March. Like, always. It's January, February is always slow for every musician. So, yep, yep. I thought it was just me, and I was getting a little bummed at that. Like, but then I'm, I'm playing a lot of gigs, and every musician's just like, man, so good to be back playing gigs, man. I'm so, like... It's been so slow, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, it's been slow for me too, man. Yeah, I haven't had much work, which is, it's, that bums me out because it's like, you know, you're spread thin, you're, but it's also like, I'm finding that it's just mindset. Like, you know, um, a friend of mine, like helped me to see that. I'm, I'm very fortunate. We're, we're fortunate. We're blessed to be able to do what we do for real and do it how we do it you know and like so if i'm if i'm not on gigs and i'm not raking in money or whatever on tours or whatever you want to say you know i still do live like a very humble and like you know simple life because i'm a musician like you know that's just the way it works like it's not like this i'm not driving ferraris and lambos and living in mansions but i do what i enjoy but when things are slow that just frees you up to have more time to do whatever you want you know like so dude i've been like going to the beach and like playing my drums on the beach like using that dw play anywhere kit setup and putting my feet in the sand and just like really enjoying and that has been so nice man like being able to play when it's not raining being able to just realize why you like doing what you do and being able to feel like you know, like I can do this right now. I can go to the beach right now and do it. And like, while other people might be doing whatever their job is, I can just hang out and do what I want and, you know, go on a bike ride. And I have to like, look at the good things, look at the wins instead of just being like, why the heck don't I have any work, man? You know, <laughs> which is how I, di- I get sometimes, you know? Um, so, and then, you know, also being open, you have to like, put away your pride and put away your ego. And sometimes you need to just like make money, you know? And so maybe you're playing a gig that you don't like, maybe you're not even doing something drum related. Maybe you're just like doing something else, you know? Um, so, uh, that's, that's really how it is being a musician. Um, you know? And so like, dude, so yeah, there's been a couple things like that, that I'm like positive where I'm, I'm able to take the time and like work on something or like, just wake up and go in my living room and play my drums or go on the beach and practice and like go on a bike ride or do this or do that. Spend time with my wife, you know? Um, I try to keep it, I get frustrated though. Cause I kind of, kind of try to keep it productive. And, um, I, I try to keep, you know, making gains leveling up every day. And so when you don't feel like that, man, it, it's, it sets you up for a like letdown. And so that's where mindset comes in. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I've been waking up at five 30, like pretty much every day. And like, I may not be getting out of bed at that time, but I'm like up, um, that has a lot to do with trading with my, um, trading career, trading work. Yeah. How's that going? Also, 
That could be better. That could yeah. be better. So I got sick with um like just I don't know if it was COVID, but I just got like a, a cold. My wife and me both got sick. Trading when you're sick is not smart, dude. And so I just started making random decisions, like because I'm like I'm tr- I'm waking up, I'm in bed, I'm like oh the market's moving this way, and then I'll just like make a decision, and it just goes the wrong way, and then <laughs> I'm like crap, man, I'm like down so much, so. Yeah, I I made basically I made some stupid moves and was down like a lot of money. Like but for this, a musician. This is still training money or is this Um right you, now I'm working with a prop firm, so So it is still training, but I have challenges, so I have to like prove myself basically before I can start actually doing it so yeah but you're not like losing thousands of dollars of your own money right now well no even if i was doing it for free though i won't i won't be doing that yeah like i have i like but i still i have to pay to be in this prop firm yeah like so they like they're funding you to have like a big account like you're like you know but you so if i if i mess up and i don't reach my goal like i have a 30-day challenge and I like I didn't make it, and mm. so and then as of this morning I was still down, like I was still in the hole. Dang it! And so I need to get an extension to have another thirty days, but I can't, I can't get approved for that extension unless I'm my account is in the positive. Oh damn! But it wasn't in the positive for like two weeks. So like last week I was like I need to bring my my account back to the positive. But then like a move here, a move there. It was like at the very most, I was just able to like break even last week. Whew. So I'm just like, dude, I'm still where I'm still in the same boat. Like I've maybe dug myself out like by like a hundred bucks, but that's not like I need, I need to bring my account back to the green. So this morning I woke up like, and I was just more positive. I've been doing some training, all of that stuff. And Today, I was able to pretty easily just bring it back, but I still wasn't, I'm not able, I haven't been able to make big moves, which is what I'm working on now. So if I get a 30-day extension, I, I have some plans to make some big moves where I can make some real gains here. And and then, but I, I'm, I'm very, very, very adamantly trying to reach the goal of making money before I leave on tour from trading. So I can have like two different incomes coming in while I'm on tour. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. The, the doing it while you're on tour angle. That's yeah, cool. It's the thing is though, what I'm finding out is there's a fine line between just gambling and having strategies. And like, I'm not a gambling guy. Like I, that goes against like what I believe in everything. Like I'm not, I, I don't, I don't gamble. So, um, but you've, you get in a desperate, desperate, the like zone like where i was where i lost you know so much money and i wasn't using any strategies i was just like like what all there's so many factors dude i'm telling you like there's like there could be one thing like what got me in trouble was there was a financial like some speaker of the house or something talked about how inflation is getting worse and it sent the whole market like tanking so it dropped like if if i was if i would have like got in when he made that announcement i would have like made thousands of dollars 
But if I would have guessed the wrong way, if it was like in an upward trend and then I was trying to ride that trend and I, and I got in like a buy position. So like meaning that you're anticipating it going up, I would have lost thousands and thousands of dollars. So basically what happened and it's like, if it moves a little bit, it like, it determines, you know, a couple hundred dollars or a couple hundred dollars loss, you know, gains or loss. So anyways, this was like big, 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 like it was on the news. Like the Dow Jones has dropped 500 points, which is like everybody's either making money or losing money. It's like when it's on the news, like it's a significant thing. So I saw this movement. I woke up after that movement happened. And now I'm trying to see if the market is going to fill that void again. But the Mm -hmm. market kept going down. So I was thinking it already went down. The banks want to make their money back. So I'm going to get into a buy, which means I'm anticipating it going back up. But it continued going down. Dang it. And I lost like that's when I like made a big mistake. And it wasn't based on any analysis, but other than just it's going down, it's got to go back up. So I'm going to get in. But it wasn't any analysis. And real traders would either have caught that when it was going down or they would have just stayed away until it's for sure. So I was already like, I lost like, I don't know how much, but my brother-in-law texted me. He's like, hey man, this is like, he said like blood in the water, stay away from this because this is like too dangerous. And I was like, too late, uh, too late guys. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so, and I was like really confident. I was just trying to catch like some quick ones, you know, like I wasn't trying to stay in it for like the whole day. I was trying to get in, get out in like five minutes Brutal. and just make like a hundred bucks, make a hundred bucks, make a hundred. And I did that and I didn't set a stop loss, which is like your safety net. Like, so you will lose if it hits your stop loss, but I didn't set that. So it continued going south until it was like way too far. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know what to do. And he's like, get out, like, just take your loss. Damn. So now I was in like deep in a hole and I had to dig myself out of that hole. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It was like you counted the song off at the way wrong tempo. And then you had yeah. to play the whole song through like that. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, so should I slow it down? But then they're like, well, at this point we should just speed it up. And then they just like the band speeds up, but you're going slower and you're like, it's just a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A, a trading train wreck. Yeah. So, um, and the thing is with trading, dude, this is, this is the factors. I know this isn't a trading show, but musicians like you guys, like you, these days, it's very rare for you to just become like financially independent or like wealthy. And that's not, it's not necessarily what I'm going for, but by just being a musician only, like you have to have other factors. That's why like I teach and I play gigs and I do studio sessions and I go on tour and I, we have to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Gotta have okay? some irons in the fire. Yeah. And so I don't know why more musicians don't trade don't do don't get into trading it's really easy to get into there's tons and tons of free resources it is dangerous but there's ways that you can get into it especially like working with a prop firm where you're using their money not yours and you can still make money they take a percentage but it's like the problem is musicians don't understand that like for me the hardest hurdle to get out of or to get over was like thinking 
outside of what we're used to thinking like. So we're used to thinking, I have a gig, I show up at the gig, I play the songs, I get paid money, and then I go home, and that's it. You have to do something to get something. Yeah. Whereas trading, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot of analysis. There's a lot of studying. There's a lot of numbers. There's like a lot of like, it's not just like good enough, you know, close enough kind of mentality, which is also how we are, like drummers are. Um, it's, uh, it, it's a lot more than what we think. It's a lot different. And so it's really interesting to me. I do like it. Um, I do see potential to make you know, um, money off of it. And it is when you compare it to like how much work we do, like how much you have, how much work you have to do to make 300 bucks on a gig. You know, if you have like a $300 gig, that's a pretty good gig, you know, and, um, but you, but it's like an all day thing, you know, you have to like load your car up with drums, drive an hour away. Most times set up an hour early, like, then play four sets of music at least most of the time, you know, deal with a bunch of fools that like you don't want to deal with most of the time or like, you know, maybe you're really cool with your band, but whatever, like, you know, you, you have a lot of work to do throughout your day to, to play that gig and to make the money. Whereas yeah. this is like, you can make your analysis and then like, there's ways that you could do it where you're like, I, based on my analysis, based on the history, based on back testing, based on all of that, based on what the price is now and based on what the price is going to, I'm going to make my analysis and get in here and either set my loss at like this much, like I'm willing to lose this much, but I'm uh, based on my analysis, I'm going to potentially make this much. And you can make, if you stay in all day, you can make thousands of dollars. If you, if you, and it also depends on like your lot size on like how much you're basically putting in, like how much, how much of the euros you're buying or how much of this you're buying or that you're buying, whatever. Anyways, but you can, you can make $300 in like five minutes. Sometimes it's really easy to do that. Like, like this morning, that's how I got out of the hole that I was in. Instead of basing it on this huge analysis and doing, I did all that last night, but it was just like the market was like, filling the voids of like what like it would go up then it would immediately go back down and it was like only a very short amount of you know fluctuation well i would wait till it goes really high get in on a sell then it would drop down i would get out immediately and then that's boom 150 bucks then it would start going up i would wait till it goes up goes down a little bit boom another 150 bucks you know or whatever like 200 bucks or you know 80 bucks mm. and so it's like really 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 quick like that you know, so it's like, it's just complicated stuff, man. It's really interesting though. It's weird that like, there's this whole world out there where these fools, there's banks that are like making billions of dollars and it trickles all the way down. There's like hedge fund people that are making millions of dollars. And then there's like retail traders, like what I do or like what, what I'm learning to do. And like what some other people that I'm watching do that aren't trying to make millions of dollars. They're just making some money, you know, like based on, it's like, if you have like, you can just go and buy a house and then wait till the market goes up in like one day and then sell it and make a thousand bucks. It's like, that's how simple it is. You know, it's like, it's as simple as that. It's a whole you know? different world, man. It's a crazy. whole different world. Making yeah. money off of money. 
<laughs> exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So on another note, dude, I started driving Uber again. Woo. I don't like I, it hurts my pride to say this. But yes, I started driving Uber just as like a side hustle to like, hey, I need a couple bucks. I need to pay my phone bill. I'm just going to do it. Like I have a car. I used to drive Uber like way back in the day. Um, yeah. And yeah. So. Oh, no. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Bro. What? Uber. <laughs> First of all, that now there's different things. So now you can do Uber Eats. Now uh -huh. you can do Uber Shop and Pay, where you like go grocery shopping for somebody. It's super fun. Whoa, really? I, I love doing those. I love doing those, but they don't give you enough of those. And like, speaking of like making money like very quickly, dude, you like, like, okay, like my first Shop and Pay thing, I was getting gas. There's a grocery store right there. I figured, hey, I just got a full tank. I'm going to turn on the Uber app. I'm going to try to do a grocery run. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. You're at this grocery store. We're going to have you pick this up. So I pick it up. I have to go in the grocery store. I have to find the items. I have to check out. They give you a debit card, use a debit card. And then I drive like it's probably half a mile, a mile away to this person's house and drop it off. I go to the door and knock and she's waiting. She's like, oh, hey. And then I just like hand her the grocery thing. And I'm like, cool. And then I go to the next one and I'm like, okay, that was hardly any work. It was like really easy, but it still was like 20 minutes going in, finding the thing, driving to her house, all that stuff. Dude, it was like four bucks of pay. Huh. I'm like, that's, that's like, I do. I think it's kind of fun. That's not worth four bucks. No. It's like worth 15 bucks. Yeah. And like four bucks. Yeah. And like, like I did another one where I had to go in and buy these people like meat, like they wanted like Farmer John's sausage and like ground beef. And like, so I go and get it. You have to take a picture of it. You have to do all these steps, take a picture of the receipt, get it in a bag, take it to their house, leave it at the door, ring the doorbell, get in your car, leave. And it's the same thing. It was like seven bucks. Hmm. Just like, I mean, yeah, you stack them up. If you can do those like over and over and over again, then it's cool. It's fun. They do stack up. But dude, my soapbox, that's part of it. There's, there's some things are just not worth it. Like when it's surging, it's worth it. But like, like you can work for like two hours, two and a half hours and make like, depending on what you do, you can make like 100, 150 bucks. Hmm. So it's that's like not bad. Yeah, but you also I also paid 50 bucks to fill up my car. I didn't use a full tank of gas, but you know, but the thing is that sucks about it, dude. Okay, so St. Patty's Day mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock, it starts surging. So I'm like, I'm going to drive like I just I'm, I'm going to try. My goal is to make 100 bucks. Let's go. I don't have a gig. Let's go. I'm just going to do it. So I'm like, I would like to do food orders, but I know that's probably not going to happen. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be picking up drunk fools on this, this night. Oh yeah. And so I have like a camera in my car. I have plastic bags just in case things go sideways. <laughs> so dude, the night I start at 10 o'clock, the night's going fine. Like people just, I noticed that a, a lot of younger people are just over it, man. They're just over like, I don't know. I don't, it's not my scene, like going out on St. Patty's day and getting drunk at a bar. That's not what I do. Mm -mm. But like, 
people are getting in my car and they're just like calling it an early night. They're just kind of like, this is, this is a zoo out here. I'm not interested. Most of the people are just getting in my car and like, like not even talking. They're just looking at their phone. I drop them off. Have a good night. That's it, dude. I, so I'm like dropping off this girl. She gets out. And then in the same like kind of area, I pick up, I get a request for like 30 bucks or 30, 30, 30 or 40 bucks. So I'm like, that's going to be a good run. Pick up this fool in Oceanside. I do mean full. Uh-oh. This fool in Oceanside. Okay. This dude is like douchey as douchey can be. Like he's, he kind of has an attitude already. Like he's like, he's trying to like alpha male you without even knowing it. Sweet. You know what I mean? So first so- of all, the directions are wrong. He lives in like this gated apartment complex and it's taking me to the wrong entrance. So I have to call him. I'm like, Hey man, how's it going, dude? This is Corey from Uber. Hey, I'm, I'm having trouble getting into your, your complex here. It's sending me to the residence only. And he's just like, no, dude, you got to go to the other entrance. Just go to like, just go up, go back up here, like by college Boulevard or whatever. I'm like, Okay, man. Yeah, sorry, man. Like, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Like, I'm, I'm coming. You know, it's like so humbling when you're like used to playing on gigs where people are like stoked that you're a musician. Now you're like, oh man, sorry, my friend. Um, you know, like, whatever. So this dude's waiting outside. His hair looks like those toy, like a Lego hair. Hair. It's like black hair. It's like shimmering, shiny, <laughs> and like it's, it looks wet. It's so like combed down like he stuck it on his head like like a lego man okay I'm like what is with this fool's hair it's like i can't I, I i like i only glanced at it but it's like yeah it looks like one piece of plastic okay shimmering hair this fool gets in my car phil uh-huh he smells so much like cologne Oh. And baby powder, baby powder. Like, I don't know how else to. He had to like take a shower in it, huh? I mean, like, it's giving me a headache. Weird. He's like, dude. He is. He is. He. It's like the douchiest cologne smell too. It's like it's. It doesn't smell good, dude. It's <laughs> like this fool is covered he must have brushed his hair like it's shimmering and shiny and like one piece because he probably like dumped his bottle of cologne on his hair and then like brushed it so dude i'm like whoa this guy smells like cologne it's better than bo but like he's just like i go hey man sorry like yeah sorry about that i go yeah led me here once i got to this gate but like sorry you know i didn't mean to like not know how to get in here he's like he's just like yeah whatever like he doesn't really like say yeah no problem he's just like yeah all right and just like looks at his phone dude i'm driving this guy from oceanside to downtown san diego whoa downtown san diego like 35 bucks that's a long drive that's not worth it no and i'm like i don't want to go to downtown like i know i can just say hey i'm not going to take you but like you know, I mean, I, I wanted like it, it's good. It helped me like kick off like a good run to make my goal. I'm sure there's a lot but, of people downtown that need a ride too. Well, but. that's the problem though. Then you don't get out of downtown, and now everybody's there to party and everybody's drunk. It's not like hey, I'm just going to a friend's house to get drunk. 
it's like I'm picking up the people that are already wasted. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. I want to stay around North County and like pick up people that are going out to dinner, you know, and like, or pick up their food. Mm. So this fool is going to North Park. Doesn't say a word for 45 minutes. Doesn't say a word. I'm just driving and it's just like he's not trying to talk. He's just a complete douche. Sweet. And then he gets out. I drop him off in North Park. I get another ride like on the way. I drop him off. He opens the door, gets out, and another girl's opening the door and is just like, hey, are you Corey? And I'm like, oh, yeah. But now my whole entire car smells like cologne. Yeah. So now she thinks I'm like this douchey cologne guy with shimmering hair. Did you tell her you're not you're not him? She's like an attractive girl. She's like, (laughs) she's really cute. She's really talkative. And she's like, hey, how's your night going? And I'm just like, all right, look. (laughs) I'm like, I just picked up that guy that just got out of my car from Oceanside. I'm like, I swear he took a shower in cologne. I'm like, my car smells like cologne now. I have a pounding headache. And I'm like, it's not me. I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, yeah, I smell it. It is pretty strong. She's like, but it's okay. It's not bad. I'm just like, okay. And then she ended up being super cool and talkative. And then I had to apologize to everybody. Like, hey, I picked up a guy, shimmering hair, like (laughs) (laughs) guy, shimmering hair, you know, (laughs) reeked of cologne, dude, the week before, the week before, dude, I go and like pick up somebody else. I like, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm just going to drive for a few minutes, like maybe an hour, just going to pick up somebody and and like, oh, just go do some runs really quick. It's like, all right, get in my car, pick up this dude. Like the first one I get, pick up this dude. And he's just like, I pick him up at like a kind of a like shady looking hotel. (sighs) He's like, who's up, bro? I'm like, hey, what's up? And I'm like taking him to a casino. So I'm like driving him like 30 minutes away to like Palma Casino. I'm in Escondido. Nice. And I'm taking him to Palma Casino. So I'm like, all right, well, it's probably a good run, but it's not surging. This fool is like, we get like two miles down the road. He's like, hey, bro you smoke weed? And I'm like, um, no, I don't No, I'm like, he's like, do you mind if I do? And I'm like, um, you know, man, I don't, I don't really care what you do, but I said, I prefer you don't do it in my car. You know, like I have other, you're not the only one that's going to ride in my car, bro. Like, yeah. So he's just like, I go, uh, I'm like, I always run into this situation where I'm like trying to be cool with them, but I should like draw the line and be like, nah, bro. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hey man, I can pull over if you really need to, like, if you want to like take a couple rips before we get to the freaking casino, but I prefer like not, you know? And so he's just like, yeah, man, if you could pull over and now that's just wasting my time. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to get more runs here. Yeah. And so I pull over at a park. He like, like takes like three giant rips off of it. And then he gets in my car. My whole entire car smells like completely smells like dank weed, dude. Dang it. And I'm just like, like, whatever. People smoke weed. You know, like, I'm not going to tell you you can't smoke weed, but I'm just saying this is my personal car. Yeah. And like now the next old lady that I pick up is going to be like, oh, my, you know, plus if you got pulled over, I mean, that's and that too, definitely not legal to smoke in a car. So then this dude is like, 
oh bro thank you so much man i'm gonna roll you on like and an, as a thank you you know i got a good one for you and i'm like dude i don't smoke i don't smoke and he's like oh yeah 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 that's right that's right and then he's like <laughs> i hear him like rolling one in the back seat and i'm just like dude he, this fool as high as can be he's just like telling these random stories dude my friend like he he wants i own 500 bucks but like he wants to go in halfers on a on a motor home bro it's funny huh bro i'm like oh man and i'm trying to be cool i'm like yeah bro like you know i want to get an rv too yeah bro it's funny i'm just like random laughing like i'm like get this fool out of my car i get him to palma <laughs> casino in the middle of nowhere now how am i going to get a ride out here like I'm going to pick up somebody from a casino. I, I'm in the middle of nowhere now. Ugh. And that ride, 17 bucks. And homeboy didn't even tip me after I pulled over and now my whole car smells like weed. Didn't even give me a tip. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 17 bucks. I thought, I'm just I like, thought there was like mandatory tipping. I guess not. It, no, it's not. And so I'm like, I called my wife like, hey, I'm just going to come home. My whole car smells like weed now. So I'm just going to come home. That sucks. Like cologne and weed and like, I'm just like, oh, dude, people like leave stuff. Like I, the first couple rides I did, there was just like random weird crumbs on the floor. I don't know what they were from. Maybe it was like mud from their shoes or something. I'm like, this is my car, dude. That sucks. People are like, I hate it. I hate it. Dude, delivering food is like the that's the ticket man if you can make more if you can get money for it it's great or if you can get like more and more and more rides what's that doordash you can clean up it's like uber eats is like owned by doordash so it's like kind of the same thing oh, okay yeah so um yeah it's it was cool though on 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 saint patty's day like i picked up some really cool people like when i was doing it at i was doing it from like basically i was downtown at like 11 to like one or like mid like 12 30. And the people I was picking up, like, first of all, downtown San Diego was a nightmare. It was a complete <laughs> gridlock. I could imagine. Like, <laughs> cops everywhere. It was a disaster. <laughs> and people I'm picking up are just like this. I picked up some girls in like PB. PB is the worst place to do Uber because you get stuck there. People just bar hopping. These girls were like the typical what you would think would be a nightmare. Okay. And like. They, I don't turn on my camera for every ride, but if it looks like it's going to go south or if it's going to be like a, a Karen or something, it's on. Or if they look like they're drunk, I'm turning it on. I open the door. These two like 25, 26 year old girls get like get in the car. They're like kind of stumbling drunk. And the girls, I'm like, hello. And the girl's like, hey, baby, how's it going? I'm oh, like, no. oh, boy. <laughs> and that's when I reach up, hit, hit record on the camera. I'm like, oh, going pretty good. And they're like, and then as soon as they shut the door, they're like, dude, get us the heck out of here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, really? Like, I'm like one of those nights on. They're like, this place is a complete zoo. They're like, they didn't say that, but they're like, this place is a, a nightmare. Yeah. And they're like, I, they're like, I just, I don't want to be in PB anymore. I just want to get out of here. They're like, I'm so tired of being rubbed up against and people bumping into me and grinding on me. I'm so tired of everything that this place has to offer. I'm over it. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I'm PB like, you like and me one, both. It's like one giant frat party, a whole yeah. beach town. So gross. PB sucks, dude. <laughs> and it's spring break. 
<laughs> and so they're like, they this place is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that I mean, and the, the consensus was pretty much that it was like people that were like going out to dinner with friends, and they're just like, yeah, man, I'm calling it an early night. There's another guy that was just like, man, like my friends are completely wasted. Like they want to keep going. I'm over it. I'm going home. He was like a young guy. He's like, I'm calling it an early night. I don't need to be out here. This place is a nightmare. It's a zoo. I'm like, he's like, I'm out. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, I don't blame you. And so, yeah, that's my. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Damn. Um, Be happy that you're playing gigs, dang it. Yes. So with that, I got one more. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I'm back playing with the Schmucky Metals. Yay. Um, And the the Schlicks band, too. I've had those are those Schlicks have been my like saving grace. But like Schmucky Metals started up again, played a few gigs. It wasn't like anticipating a lot a lot of different things but it ended up going pretty well but again that goes back to like mindset stuff like where i was like anticipating like attitudes and remember the last time i was talking about like, mm-hmm. towards the end of the year and i was just like man and it is definitely that it is like i only have like eight gigs on my books for the whole year so i am definitely it is slower and it's dwindling down for me but anyways i played a few and uh my gig on saturday was so funny dude it was like it was the weirdest wedding there's like it's just totally like frat people you know or like frat frat guy like you know and and whatever whatever that girl version of that is sorority sorority girl yeah and um you know and their friend like they the dude like played in a band like you know like rock band in high school or whatever and his boys were still there they're still his friends but you know anyways just a few things that are just like oh man it was actually in fallbrook too by the way what um yeah but not in like your your neck of the woods it was more off of like 76 kind of vibe i mean all of fallbrook is my neck of the woods fool okay yeah that's true <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> they uh was this at a, few a, things. a venue or someone's house or no it was like at a wedding venue um it's called the botanica okay it's like a like a like a jungle kind of like really nice place and they have like a tent for your reception saturday had gorgeous weather right yeah it was nice they had the reception outside that's nice nice place to have their have your wedding okay so like first of all like a few things like we're playing so I'm, i'm showing up kind of with the right mentality like i worked on it all week to be positive to not let things get under my skin to not let other bandmates get under my skin, to just let things ride. And like, if things go sideways, I keep telling myself I'm a gray rock. Like it just bounces off me. I'm not gonna have emotion one way or not, like the other. I'm gonna play my best, but I'm gonna just let things slide. And I'm gonna smile. When people are like, when something pisses me off, I'm just gonna like realize, haha, that's funny. You have like a problem and like, I don't. You know what I mean? As mean as that sounds, kind of is like <laughs> that's a good way to do it i like that. yeah like i'm cool with whatever like people are people just have other things going on which makes them mean and i'm not trying to have that i do still have soapboxes but there's a girl next to us dude her, her boyfriend like has like you know looks like a rocker dude the, the whole table next to us looks like 
they love to dabble in like a little bit more than drinks. They're they're having fun. They're like the rocker hippie kind of table. You could tell they're all musicians or like, but they 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 do some recreational stuff. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this girl, she tries to time like an ecstasy pill. Oh no. Like she tries to time it right with the dance set. <laughs> so it's like they're at their table, they're eating dinner. She tries to time it right. It, it's either ecstasy or it's something else, but she's looks it, it looks a lot like ecstasy. Okay. She takes this pill and she gets hit with like 20 different speeches dude and they're all like an hour long (laughs) so it's just like the dance set is like (laughs) it's like taking forever dude so the middle of the like best man or the like maid of honor speech she's tripping dude oh yeah like she's dancing in her seat She's like rolling her head around. Her eyes are like rolling in the back of her head. She's like rubbing up on her boyfriend's leg. She's dude. She's a mess. She's a mess. (laughs) And so the singer is like, dude, check out this chick, dude. She said something like some slang thing. Like, dude, she's like rolling balls or something. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, dude, like she's like on ecstasy. Look at her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, she is like, dude, she's a mess. She's a like, it's, it's becoming a spectacle. Like it's a scene. She can't sit still. She's just uh, like losing it. And like the whole table is kind of like, what's happening? Uh, And like, so then we start. But the moments pass, dude. She's like, she can't get up. She's in the seat. She's just, yeah. So the rest of her, the, her table is kind of like getting up. They're dancing. They're going like off the premises or going to the car to do no, who knows what else. They come back. She's just like people like the people are like cleaning up like the, the caterers are like cleaning up the table, taking plates away. She's still just moving back and forth in the chair, like <laughs> eyes rolling around in her head. Like that's what that's what kind of wedding this is. Okay. We start playing, dude. The whole dance floor is packed. They want nothing but disco. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great job. Yeah. Cool. Sounds great. Disco all night. Yeah. So we're playing like dancing queen. One soapbox is like this full. Like, why is it when you're set up at a wedding, people just think, oh, this is clearly a walkway. Like, let me just walk through the middle of your band right here. There's yeah, no sucks. stage. I hate that. <laughs> just walk on through like this is obviously a walkway. There's not cables right here, a mic on the kick drum that you can accidentally kick. There's not singers singing and dancing and playing tambourine. No, this is clearly a walkway. <laughs> I hate that guy. Dude, get out of here. Okay. Anyways, at the end of the night, this isn't really even a soapbox, but it was it was one of those had to be there moments. I'm going to try to explain the best I can. Like, so we're like, you know, how about that chick, man? She was like pretty like wasted, huh? That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, by the way, we try to go get a drink. They won't let us have a drink. No, it's not in the contract. We're like, what contract? I didn't sign a contract to work for you. Like, I don't work for you. 
I'm an independent contractor. Like it's not in the contract. Get over yourself. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're done at the end of the night. So then like the family is like, Hey guys, did you guys want to bring one of these flower arrangements home? Like the centerpieces. They're like, your wife, you'll really score points with your wife. Dude, these centerpieces are like, it's like, they're like four feet tall and they're like junk. There's like palm trees in there. There's like jungle. It's like a jungle. It's like Tiki room at Disneyland. It's like, there's like, there's like palm leaves. There's like these giant, super tall flowers. There's like, there's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh -huh. The vase is already like two and a half feet tall. And then the flower arrangements are, are sticking out like another two feet. Wow. I'm like, bro, I don't even know how I would fit this in my car. Like this thing is ridiculous. And they're just like, are you sure you'll score major points with your wife? Like obviously saying that because you can't fit it in your car. <laughs> yeah. <And> so I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to pass. I said, normally I do, but no, I'm going to pass. So for some reason, like Palomino's there, dude, Palomino is like, <laughs> Palomino is like, for some reason, Palomino loves collecting free stuff. So he, <laughs> he has like a bubble gun, like they're, the, the bride and groom are leaving and they're shooting like bubbles at them as they're leading, leaving, you know, uh -huh. it's not like one of those bubble things where you dip it in and then you blow in it. It just, you pull the trigger and it's like constant bubbles that like, gotcha. Yeah. Palomino has one of those. Sweet. He's like, Look at this, guys. And he's like blowing bubbles as we're like packing up. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take one. I'll take one. And so he takes like one of those giant flower arrangements. It's like <laughs> huge. It's like a tree, dude. He like sets it on the table. He's like, yeah, dude. And then the, the mom comes over and she's like, did you guys get one of those flower arrangements? And she's holding like all these cases of film for like from people that have taken like they had disposable cameras. Okay. So she's like taking those to get them. He's like, Oh, what's that? And he's like trying to get one of those cameras. She's like, Oh, this is all the film. And he's like, Oh, all right. So he's just like looking for more free stuff. So we're like making fun of him for that. So like he turns around dude. And he like, he turns around for five seconds. He's like, cause we're like making fun of him. I'm like, I pick up like a fake bamboo tree. And I'm like, hey, babe, I, I brought you home a flower arrangement because those arrangements are so huge. And then there's like a huge, like huge, like flower pot of like, I mean, this thing was like five feet tall and like just massive. Wow. And I'm like, hey, Palomino, I'm like, did you want to take this home for your wife? Because you'd score major points. Everybody's like laughing because it's like, you know, just making fun of how big the arrangements are. Yeah. He turns around for five seconds and like somebody took his flower arrangement no <laughs> so he's like he's like hey where's my flower arrangement and so i'm already laughing like dude like, it's like not even like you could be inconspicuous like it's like you need a flatbed truck to like take this thing so it's like it's like the only person around is like this caterer that's like the me version of a caterer oh, like no. cannot be bothered like is just over it she's only there to do her work the like total like you're a beautiful bride kind of attitude yeah that's this girl she's like whatever i'm gonna go home yes so palomino's like <laughs> like she's the only person around so he goes up to her and he's like 
hey um did you have he's trying to say did you happen to see if there was a like did you guys happen to take this flower arrangement he doesn't even get like a quarter of the way he's like hey did you happen to and she's like no and just like keeps keeps cleaning (laughs) i can't even say it dude she's just like clearing the table like clearing the like table cloths and like pulling chairs doesn't look up dude she has airpods in she doesn't even look up to see who's asking he hey did you happen to know and just like keeps (laughs) (laughs) it's you (laughs) and like bro we are i mean i'm i'm coughing up a lung i'm crying i'm like crying i'm laughing so hard oh and like melvin's like bro she shut you down hard and then we're like, dude, we are blatantly like making fun of her. Like Palomino's like, he's like, ask me something. Just ask me anything. So I'm like, hey, Palomino, can you? And he just like, yeah, no, like super. Loud. <laughs> <laughs> the girl is still like right there, like cleaning it up. Dude, the whole band, we're packing up all of our stuff. We are laughing so hard. We can't even like do anything. We're just laughing so hard. This girl still is not even like phased at all. She's like, not even looking dude she's just just doing her job like i just can't i just gotta get out of here i don't care i don't care (laughs) dude it was hilarious and like they he never saw that flower arrangement again (laughs) (laughs) the only thing that would make that better is if you're the one that actually took it oh man yeah i wish i would have i wish i would have but yeah it was dude there was so much stuff like that where it was just like so good this whole thing was like that there was another part of that that i forgot that was like Something happened where I was like, this is definitely a soapbox, but like, yeah, it was like, it was just like, it was funny to like have those kind of moments back where it's just so like Palomino's already like almost like pretty much a, a comedian. Yeah. So he'll like, he's like, he makes jokes where it's just like, dude, he has me rolling, dude, like laughing so hard. And he's just like so subtle, but like he's, you know, and then when something like that goes down, it's like, it makes it even funnier, man. It's so dang funny. That's so good. So yeah, this, like this gig was like, there was something else. I can't remember what it was, but there was something else that happened on the gig where I was just like, here we go. Um, you know, but, oh yeah. Okay. So like the other part that's like part of my soapbox is like people. So the new thing, right. Is you play their you play your set okay they're like hey the the gig is from like six to ten like you got to be set up by six you start playing at seven you play until seven until ten and you have like breaks you have to break for dinner and speeches and all that stuff okay but then they're like but you're gonna play this song as your last song yeah then we're gonna ask everyone to leave we're gonna have our farewell but then the bride and groom are gonna come back and then you're gonna do a song for them only okay <laughs> that is irritating dude (laughs) and it's always the worst song so we play i want to dance with somebody oh as the last song that's okay that's that's an okay song it's not it's not a great song it's severely outdated but whatever people love it we play it but then we're like all right guys so thank you guys so much it's been a great night we're the schmucky metal band we're gonna ask everyone to stand outside with the bubbles to give the bride and groom a farewell no one's leaving dude so they're like seeing us like not really packing up and they're not they're seeing us like not really like leaving they're kind of seeing us still there and then we're like kind of vamping on something so that it's not like you know we're 
playing them out. Yeah. So then like 50 times, Palomino's like, hey guys, we're asking please, the bride and groom have asked that everybody go outside, please go outside, give them a proper farewell. They're off for their honeymoon, guys. Really great working with you guys tonight, but we're really asking that you guys, please take a step outside. No one's moving. (laughs) Guys, please, everyone just take a step outside, please give them a farewell. Then it's like no one's listening. So then it's like we do have one more song, but it's only for the bride and groom only. So now like the, the surprise is gone. It's not like their special moment. Oh, no one's leaving, dude. And then we have to play that stupid song beyond by Leon Bridges. I don't know that one. It's a terrible song, dude. Okay. It's a terrible, dumb song. <laughs> I get it. It's their moment. I get it. But it's one of those stupid wedding songs that everybody wants. It's a dumb song, dude. <laughs> and so everybody's like awkwardly standing outside of this tent while we're playing this stupid beyond song. And like, they're just like having their moment, which is cute. And I get it. And it's fine. But then there's still also the stragglers that are like filming with their phone. It should be their intimate moment with the band. Yeah, they're still like the mom, like getting her sweater and there's still people like at the bar, like still talking. There's still like Uncle John and like somebody else like talking about their golf score, like super loud when it's like their moment. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like get outside. The party's over, guys. (laughs) And then and then we're done. And then that's where the moment of like, thank you guys so much. You guys were so great, dude. Melvin, dude, thank you so much. Palomino, you were great. Drummer man, hey man, great. That's when I'm like, you're a beautiful bride and I'm taking my symbols off, okay? <laughs> That's how it goes down. Yeah. But just stop with this, just stop. Dude, this doesn't work. <laughs> this doesn't work. <laughs> just end the party, encore, whatever. You know, you guys wanna have your intimate moment. What would be better? Form a circle around the freaking bride and groom as we play this song for them and only them. Whoops, them and only them. Yeah. I almost dropped my coffee. Oh. Getting animated over here, Phil. That's close. Yeah. All right. It doesn't work, people. <laughs> Give them their moment or don't, but stop with this. Now, now you're getting into overtime. Stop with this. Yeah. All right. Jeez, I ain't trying Jesus. to hear that right now. I mean, I get it. It's your, fr- it's, your, it's your special moment and all that stuff, but people don't listen. It's a girl high on ecstasy over there. People still in flower arrangements. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. All right, man. So it's been the show. Yeah. It's been it's, good. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I got a long day ahead of me. I got lessons. I got to go to the gym. I got to eat. Mm-hmm. I got to transcribe some music for tomorrow. Ooh. I'm worried about this, dude. This could be a really... You remember the... Like, the the guy i'm in love whatever that guy is that that i did the session for that was like oh a yeah total bozo yeah 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 it's not for him but it could be one of those sessions Ooh, fun you never know so <laughs> i'm anticipating should i ask for money up front phil no i have to get into it next show i have to get into it i almost pushed the button again <laughs> i want to tell you what happened on this just a situation where I got hired for a session and then the guy told me, oh, hey, yeah, it's the sessions from 11 to four and it's a flat rate of this much. And I'm like, that's great if that's a flat rate, but that's not what I charge. Yeah. You're hiring me to play drums for your record. I'm a studio musician. This is what I charge. I'm a subcontractor. 
Yeah. I don't get paid what you think. Because that's why you're calling me. You paid somebody else what you think, and that was a second-rate musician that couldn't deliver. I know I can deliver. I transcribed all your songs, and I know I can do what I can do. I know what I have to do. I know I can do what I have to do to make your album gold, Phil. Solid gold. Solid gold. No, but you can't just say, this is what it pays, not for a studio session. I'll get on that soapbox on the next show, though. So I'm going into this situation where I've already had a conversation like, yo, if you want me for five hours, this is what I charge. Yeah, but that's not in the budget. I'm like, then I'm not your guy. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to sweat you over a few bucks, but like, I charge a certain amount to do what I do. You know, everybody does. This isn't a gig that you're offering me. All right. There you go. Little one. Baby one. Uh, Funky Phil, thank you so much for doing the Drum Brigade podcast today. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Sorry, we've been a while, been away for a while, but we're back. Yeah. We're back. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you happen to find Palomino's floral arrangement, please return it. <laughs> Just look up Schmucky Metals Band, P.O. Box 128 Schmucky Metals Lane, and just deliver it back to them, please. Yeah. All right. Um, and stop walking through the bandstand. Dang it's it. It's not a walkway. Gosh. And stop putting on so much cologne. And plastic hair. And plastic hair. Other than that, we're good. All right. Uh, Funky Phil, I hope you have a wonderful day. Guys, I forgot to mention, if you guys uh, want to support Drum Brigade, check out the Drum Brigade's merch store. Um, They have a lot of cool stuff up there. We need to make a new design. There you go. Funky Phil's wearing a shirt. Um, I don't think I am. Well, I'm just not wearing a shirt. (gasps) Period. Yeah. (laughs) I see those nips. Uh, I kind of want to make a Kevin Aguchi face shirt, but I don't know. I have to figure that out. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys, yeah. If you guys got any questions or anything, want to support any of that? Yeah. Hit us up. Use the contact form. Um, we got some cool stuff that we're always working on. So yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys on the next show. Oh, yeah. Look, dude, you, you I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks are straight up hanging out, Phil. Jake's my boy. Jake's Jake's my bo- Jake's my boy. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.